What's up, guys? Welcome back. Coming to you live from Farmington Hills, Michigan. Your host, David Chandra. Hope you're all doing well and staying safe. We have a brand new episode today. Two students joining us from NYCPM. Guys, introduce yourself to the listeners. Hi, my name is Trey. Um, I'm a first year at NYCPM. I'm from Connecticut. Um, I just graduated this past May from Iona College. Um, I have a degree in biology and a minor in neuroscience, and I played D1 soccer there. Uh, hey, y'all. I'm Shrini. I'm from Texas. I actually went to school at University of Texas at Austin, so hook them horns. Um, and, yeah, so I'm a first year at NYCPM. I graduated UT with a nutrition degree, a nutrition honors degree, um, and that's a little bit about me. Nice. Okay. So you guys are from two different areas of the country and you guys are now at NYCPM. Tell us a little bit about how your first couple months have been. Um, so I, I can start off with just the move. I have never really lived anywhere besides Texas. I was born and raised there. So to move all the way across the country in the middle of a pandemic was definitely um, interesting to say the least, but also I just, I got very lucky to have Trey as a roommate. Um, <laughs> so it's been really great because the transition definitely was rough at first in the sense that, you know, I'm moving from the South to the Northeast and like culturally it's very different, but at the same time, like Trey's been here, she's helping me out, showing me like how to use the trains and everything. So I think the transition has been a lot better. <laughs> that's awesome you got you you need people like that when you're first yeah. transitioning to a new city transitioning into uh graduate school you know when things are really tough and you're away from family so Trey tell us a little bit about yourself and how that move has been from Connecticut down to New York um so yeah I grew up in Connecticut I grew up basically in a suburb of New York City so for me the move was more so like I wanted to live in the city and our school did give us a virtual option, but I kind of knew that starting off med school virtually wouldn't be the best thing for me. And I think the fact that we have each other makes it significantly better. Um, and in terms of moving, like I live an hour away, so it wasn't a big move, but I did bring a lot of stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> it was a big move in that sense. Yeah. Um, and it's just really cool to be living in the city because like I grew up coming here. So being able to live somewhere where I always kind of dreamed of living is really cool. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I'm sure that living in New York City is a completely different uh, dynamic compared to some of the other cities that you guys are from. And I know that, <laughs> you know, Austin is in a small city. I know it's a lot of fun. I've never been. Um, but, um, yeah, it's a great place. It's a great yeah. place. But I'm actually from like a, a very small town in Texas. So oh, okay. this is like a completely different, <laughs> it's 360. Yeah. Well, from where I am in Cleveland, it's a lot different. Cleveland is like right here and then New York city is like all the way up here. So it's like, a, yeah. that's, that in itself is a transition, but tell us a little bit about how you guys met and what formed the bond between both of you. That, that should be an interesting story to hear from you guys. So. Um, yeah, so basically I was starting to look into podiatry and I found this podiatrist on Instagram. Her name's Dr. Thought Slipper, if anyone knows her on Instagram. And I was actually messaging her about NYCPM because she had graduated um, like 10 or 15 years back. And she was like, hey, like I'm kind of 
not really in the know in terms of like applications and stuff like that you should really talk to this girl named Laura she's just applied and she can give you more insight into all of that so I messaged her and was like hey (laughs) (laughs) I'm Shreedy I I found out about you (laughs) this other podiatrist on Instagram um and then I just kind of was asking I was pestering her with questions about um like the application and why she chose NYCPM because at that time you had already chosen to go here and I was um I was in the middle of applications slash or the towards the end of applications slash interviewing um and then you can pick it up and then so then like a few months later I was looking to live in bridges here and um I felt, I felt like we were getting along well, so I was like, you don't seem that weird. Do you want to live with me? <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, I feel like it would be nice to go in living with someone yeah. or knowing someone to live with that you're going to be living with rather than it just kind of being random and, like, finding out literally, like, the day you're moving in and being yeah. like, oh, I'm going to live with you for the next year. So it was actually really nice because then we could plan, like, what stuff we were bringing and um, luckily it turned out that we do get along really well. Otherwise, that would have been awkward. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting journey to how you guys came together too. So, uh, Shini, tell us a little bit about how you even came across Dr. Glass Slipper on Instagram. Yeah. Um, I know that's her Instagram handle, um, and I've seen it as well too. But tell us a little bit about how that started and where your interest in even going into podiatry started. Yeah, so I was actually, I had no idea what podiatry was. Um, I was definitely like pre-med in college and I knew I wanted to do sports medicine. Um, So I had actually applied to MD schools and I had gotten interviews and I knew like there were a couple of acceptances. And so I was kind of in this weird limbo where I knew I wanted to be a doctor. I just wasn't sure if allopathic school was for me um, just because there was like a whole long kind of like you have to go to MD school and then do residency, but then you have to do fellowship in order to really become um, some sort of sports med physician. Yeah. And so while I was going through that, I actually had a friend of mine um, who had just started like blogging on Instagram and she had, she started following Dr. Boss Slipper and she told me like, you should really check out this doctor. She's doing podiatry. She's doing sports medicine. You might be interested in this field. And I was like, Oh, I, really never heard of this i i knew what podiatry was because i played competitive soccer or competitive, soccer, competitive volleyball <laughs> i was thinking about children sorry are you <laughs> um so i knew what podiatry was i just assumed that like you went to medical school like allopathic medical school to become a podiatrist i just didn't know yeah the difference and so yeah i like that's kind of how i found out about dr glass zipper and then that kind of sparked my interest into podiatry and i started shadowing podiatrists i literally filled up my application the day after I shouted the podiatrist and I was like, oh, okay, I think this is actually what I want to do. And I like, yeah. canceled all my MD applications. And yeah. my parents were like, what, are, what is going on? <laughs> You're applying <laughs> at the end of the cycle. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. What but month? It all worked out. Yeah. What month was that when you had put your application in? So I think it was uh, late November. Okay. It was around Thanksgiving time that I was I had sent in my applications and I had started to get interviews because okay. I didn't interview at NYCPM um, or any of the other colleges until January. It was like during the end of my winter break. Gotcha, um, gotcha. Yeah, 
I was I was late-ish in the game. I just compared to like MD, it was like yeah, compared yeah. to MD, my parents were like, "You're really just taking a full 360." Like you, <laughs> you have interviews at MD schools. What is going on? Yeah, this is not what we were thinking was gonna happen. But I'm very happy with the decision. For sure, yeah. I mean, it came uh, full circle, and now you're, you know, a first year student at NYCPM, mm-hmm. and you know, you have so many things to look forward to—the classes and exams and quizzes, assignments, <laughs> whatever it is. But obviously, the uh, end goal is to become uh, the physician that you uh, always wanted to be, and I think that hard work and the effort that you put in will eventually get you to where you want to be. So, mm-hmm. Trey, tell us a little bit about what got you into podiatry, and I know you were a catalyst for getting Sri to be in podiatry as well too and uh, <laughs> helping her out in the journey. So tell us where you learned about it, what got you into it, and uh, who got you into it maybe even. So I obviously played soccer in college, like I mentioned before. So I was always into athletics and sports medicine, and I was majoring in biology. I just wasn't sure what I wanted to pursue after soccer came to an end. And so I was thinking about physical therapy because my mom suggested that, and I had gone to see multiple physical therapists for a lot of my injuries. And so I actually um, shadowed inpatient, and then I started working at an outpatient clinic, and I realized that wasn't really what I wanted to pursue. So then my junior year, I started talking to like the pre-med advisor and my the head of the bio department and my um, anatomy professor, who was also my research advisor, and all of them were giving me these ideas like dentistry, optometry, do you want to go get your PhD, do you want to apply MD, and none of those things really like were super exciting to me. I was like, maybe MD, but I was like, that is a very long path, and like, I felt like all of my friends who knew they wanted to do that knew they wanted to do that for so long. I was like, kind of felt like a black sheep in that sense. Mm-hmm. So then I started talking to my anatomy professor and she's like, well, you play soccer. What about podiatry? And this was after I had spoken to like my pre-med advisor at my school. And I was like, is that not just med school? Like, is that not just like applying to MD? And she was like, no, it's, it's, it's like dentistry. It's its own separate path. So like that night I like looked into the field extensively. I was watching YouTube videos. I was looking like what, their salary is, what their date, like what kind of cases they saw and everything was just like, yep, yep. I like this. I like this. And I was like, how did I not know about this? And what's really funny is like my mom's best friend growing up actually is a podiatrist. I just knew, I just knew her as a doctor and like, I knew she treated foot and ankle, but I didn't know like the path it took to get there was different than going to regular medical school. Mm So she actually set me up with a different podiatrist to shadow who was really into sports medicine and uh, I really liked it and I ended up shadowing her as well over the summer to get my hours in and I just really liked the type of um, relationship that she had with her Mm -hmm. patients and the types of different cases they were seeing every day Um, and so like because I wasn't aware of this field and there was very little social media about it on that time that kind of sparked my interest in creating a blog and like I had like thought about the idea for a while and then after I went to my internships I did internships at two podiatry schools okay. like the summer internships and after doing those internships I was like this is what I want to do 
and I think we need to like spread the word about the field mm-hmm. and luckily there's like a lot more accounts starting up I think because of COVID there's a lot more free time and people want to kind of promote the field that they're passionate about and like we have that extra time at home to do that and to create that content and I think that it's really awesome because more people are finding out about mm-hmm. the field yeah it really is a secret in medicine because I feel like once once I started shadowing Dr. Hutman, I realized that this was a specialty where you can do anything from dermatology to sports medicine mm-hmm. to wound care to neuropathy, like all in one day. It wasn't just like you just did foot and ankle surgery every single day. Yeah, like the monotony was like something I wanted to personally avoid and was something yeah. that deterred me from, I guess, typical medicine. And same thing with, mm-hmm. honestly, physical therapy to a certain extent. And when I found out that podiatry could be such a diverse field mm-hmm. within like a lower within the lower extremity, which was something that I personally like had an affinity for already because of my past playing soccer sure. and my past injuries, mm-hmm. I was just like, "What? This is perfect! Like, why yeah. did I not know about this? Yeah. Why did my advisor not tell me about this?" Like, luckily, one of my professors at my school did, and they added it to the pre med track. After I was like, can you please add this to the yeah. pre-med? Because like pre-med should know about this, especially yeah. since like my college was 20 minutes on the train away from NYCPM. Um, so yeah, I just think spreading the word and the, like a lot of pre-meds don't know that it exists, but then when they do, they find out how great the field mm-hmm. is. Yeah, so. totally great. For sure. No, and first things. Uh, first things first with what you guys said, both of you are both interested in sports medicine, which is something that (laughs) I was also interested in uh, back from high school in general. I wanted to do something in the field of medicine, but relate to sports. And that's kind of where my whole interest in being in the medical field even began, you know, and uh, when I got into undergrad, I was thinking about various different things. I actually even did a 360 or a 180 and went to like liking ER. And this is what I was talking with our last guest about being in the ER, the thrill and, you know, the different feelings of just being able to do a variety of things for the patient that walks in or not not walks in, but is brought in by the ambulance or EMS, whatever it is, you know. And when I got to see that also in podiatry later on, and now I'm seeing it even more being in clinic and in the hospital, that there's always a variety with what you're dealing with when it comes to being a, a podiatric physician. It's not, it's not the routine. It's kind of what you guys were saying. And that, that's, that part of it is what like kind of lures people in because you can see mm-hmm, yeah. a patient as simple as just doing a diabetic foot check for them where you're just clipping their toenails or it can be as extensive as like, you know, diagnosing them with some sort of like gangrene or, you know, mm-hmm. you have to go through the form of amputation for them. And it's like a one end of the spectrum to the other end of the spectrum. And you just never know who's going to mm-hmm. walk into your clinic that day, you know? and things yeah. of that nature so it's it's really nice to see that you guys you know are knowledgeable about it already and mm-hmm. the fact that schools haven't really put podiatry in their pre-med uh subsection is it's tough you know because i don't think i even knew it back six years ago when i was applying and things like that um back in undergrad because i don't think it was as prominent as md and do is at that time <laughs> it was still do schools that are still getting prominence, you know, that merger and everything that happened between MD and DO. And now, you know, podiatry is on the rise slowly, slowly, like making strides to become better and to get to where they need to be. And and I don't think it's going to like fulfill itself during our generation. I think hopefully as the, you know, as years go by, it'll keep getting better and keep going and uh, expanding even more. 
but tell us a little bit about the transition from uh, undergrad to now um, podiatry school and how it's been different or how maybe there were some similarities or some things that you guys took away from undergrad that you're using now and either of you can share on this so up to you guys completely um so for me i feel like uh ut was or still is honestly a very difficult um, undergraduate institution and i had taken all of the classes um my first semester besides histology um and so for me to transition in terms of academics hasn't been overly difficult obviously histology is something that i'm like oh this is new oh also back to you i was like this is definitely new material but in terms of physiology biochemistry genetics those are all classes i'd taken in undergrad and so that that's been really nice to sort of really only focus on two classes in terms of new material just because ut had prepared me for rigor ut had prepared me um for you know just it's a very fast-paced school, and so I feel like in that sense, the transition to medical school hasn't been that difficult. Um, I will say, like, having two exams a week has definitely been something that, um, and honestly, Chalori probably feels the same way, yeah. where, you know, I'm not used to having two exams a week. I'm used to having, I guess, quote-unquote, hell weeks where you have, like, three or four exams, but then in undergrad, you have three or four exams a week, and then you had two weeks off where you were, like, not really testing and things like that. So that's definitely, I think that's been the schedule is, or that's been the transition of like testing. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with Srini on that. I think that um, Iona prepared me really well in terms of the material I was taught and the level of material it was taught mm -hmm. at least this first semester. The biggest difference I would say is having those two tests a week and needing to study every single day mm -hmm. because we do have two tests every single week. Um, and then also our schedule, it's very different from undergrad in the sense that we are in school from like nine to five every single day, mm -hmm. aside from like maybe some Fridays where we like are done after our exam or only have one class, but Monday to Thursday is nine to five. And in undergrad, it would be like, oh, you have one or two classes in the morning. Maybe you have like a 15 minute class in the afternoon or you like have these long breaks where you can get some work done in between or mm -hmm. you can relax during the day. And I think that's probably the second biggest difference yeah. between undergrad and um, medical school. But in terms of studying, I think the fact that we've seen the material before, like both of us are used to rewriting things in terms of helping us memorize. So I think undergrad did prepare us well. It's just that stamina i guess that mm -hmm. everyone talks about in medical school and again having like five science classes instead of two or three in a semester is like another difference but sure. yeah yeah i mean what would be one uh tip or one advice that you would give to prospective students that are coming in that are going into any field uh in medicine mm -hmm. you know i mean they might choose a route of md or do or podiatry or optometry whatever it might be but what's something that both of you guys have learned in your journey thus far that you would want to tell others that are still coming up? Yeah, I mean, so this is not really, I feel like, a school tip, but I think for me, the thing that's really helped is making sure that I make time during the day for mental health or, 
you know, like that, just making sure that I have an hour to two hours a day where I'm cooking food and I'm talking to Laura, I'm calling my mom and I'm not actively looking at material because for me personally, I feel like my brain is always running. And so I need to be able to shut my brain down for an hour or two and just not be thinking about school. Uh, otherwise, like, I know I can get burnt out really quickly. So I would say my biggest tip is just to know how much, how many hours or minutes in a day you need to just relax and not look at material and stick to that because you will easily get overwhelmed with material if you're just studying from nine to nine every single night. Yeah. Um, and I think in terms of a piece of advice for school, I would recommend in terms of undergrad, taking as many medical related courses as you can so that you are prepared when you get here. Because I know some people who maybe didn't take as many science classes or weren't necessarily science majors in undergrad are definitely struggling a bit more with the transition. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say you shouldn't pursue something you're passionate about in undergrad, but I think taking classes to prepare yourself and not just to pillow your GPA will prepare you better in the long run um, than if you're just taking the bare mi minimum requirement or required courses. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, those are two really good uh, tips that you, that, you know, prospective students or even students that are currently going through a school should really uh, apply in their daily lives. And uh, going back to what you said, Shri, it's important to be able to have that balance, having that uh, outside of school life where you're able to mm -hmm. hang out with friends, you know, maybe watch Netflix or whatever it is, you know, or spend time with family, whatever you got to do to get yourself away from the books, get yourself away from sometimes the stress that school causes um, is very important in a daily uh, in your daily routine. So that's really good that you guys are already, you know, aware of that and are doing that actively. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you guys are going to school together for the same uh, goal in mind eventually in the future also helps, you know, whenever you're down, mm -hmm. you have someone to encourage you, you have mm -hmm. someone to push you, you have someone to help you and you have someone to bounce ideas off of, you know, and mm -hmm. it was the same for me too. When I started school, I lived with a, a classmate of mine um, who's a friend of mine now. And, you know, it really helped for a year being able to uh, yeah. live with him and to be able to see that, you know, we could talk and we can kind of get through, the different things that we had to get through whenever the, whenever there was a challenging test or a challenging class that came our way, we knew that like, hey, we can ask the other for the advice or ask the other for like a tip that maybe that I might not know myself or he might not know himself. So it's definitely very important to be able to do that. And I think especially in the field of podiatry, I'm sure you guys already know or will be knowing pretty shortly here that it's a small community, you know, and even though that you guys are at NYCPM, that I'm at Kent, or someone's at Western, a lot of us have similar similarities in terms of like our coursework or what we're uh, eventually going to be doing down the road. So we can always bounce ideas off of everybody. And being able to see you guys, especially on your Instagram pages, is encouraging for someone who's a fourth year student. You know, it's like this is where I was and this is where I am now. You know, and it kind of helps me look back at where I was and. Your, your, your guys' blogs and everything like that that you guys do is crucial to students that are still figuring out what they want to do uh, in their lives for their career. And I think it's also uh, an encouragement to your classmates, you know, that follow you and even just anybody random that's out there that's like, hey, let me just take a look and see what podiatry is all about. And I think that, like you mentioned earlier, uh, Trey, that it was never a, a thing like Instagram blogs or uh, social media was not big in the field of podiatry and now that like people are doing it more and 
I don't know. I mean, I started this podcast during the quarantine time. And, you know, like you said, it was a lot of free time mm-hmm. for a lot of people. And it enabled me to start this. And, I've, and I want to continue doing this as, yeah. as mm-hmm. I keep going forward. But I think that everyone, you know, once you take the initiative, once you take it upon yourself to, to you know, be that difference maker within your field, you'll definitely be able to do so. So I'm mm-hmm. happy that you guys are doing that out in New York and being able to like lay that foundation down before you go into your you know the rest of your first year second year third year and fourth year and thereafter as well so yeah i mean now i yeah for sure and i would like to transition into the rapid fire question session this is just to get to get to know you guys outside of podiatry and it's just random (laughs) questions and it it doesn't have to be like a long drawn out uh uh you know answer or anything like that so for you guys what are you (laughs) you guys ready yeah, I'm ready. All right. What's your guys' favorite food or favorite cu- cuisine, if you can narrow down a food? Um, I love mac and cheese, and I love popcorn. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I love Indian food, so. Okay. Well, I'm sure you guys have many options for that in New York City, right? Yeah. Yeah. All I right. Yeah, we, we love eating. That's like the way we de-stress. We have taco Tuesdays every Tuesday, and like food is a big portion of how we get through school. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's food is important. Everyone needs it. So, what is uh what is one thing that stick stuck out to you about NYCPM? Uh, the people. Everyone's really welcoming, and they want to be your friend. They want to help you. Um, I would second that, and also just the location itself, mm-hmm. I think, really was a big factor in both of us deciding to go here. For sure. Well, going off of the location, tell me one thing you like. You guys like to do in New York City. I'm sure there's a ton to do, but... <laughs> Try new food places. <laughs> yeah, that's really all we've been doing is, like, if we have an hour break, we're like, let's go and get something, let's Uber eat something or, or go into the city and actually get something to eat. Yeah, well... Um, so with all this COVID restrictions, how is it out there though? Definitely it's, there's, there's, it's still going on. So Mm -hmm. outdoor seating is all we can really do in terms of going out. But since the weather is nice, that's not really a big issue at the moment. And I did see an article saying that they are planning to keep outdoor seating during the winter time. I'm not sure how that's going to (laughs) work. Yeah. but everyone here takes precautions. Like, we get our temperatures taken. Everyone wears masks on the subway. And honestly, the subway is the cleanest I've ever seen. Yeah. Because I grew awesome. up in this area. So, um, this I was honest. When I went on the subway and I was like, oh, my. Like, we got seats. We The subway was clean. There was no trash. There was everyone so wearing masks. Clean. It was actually very impressive to see that. We so. haven't seen any rats. Like, there's, like, nothing in the subway. <laughs> For someone who, like, is used to, like, I feel like. When you think about New York subways, you just think like, oh, it's super packed. And then I walk in and I'm like, there's no one in this car. <laughs> there's like five people. Yeah, yeah. No, I think uh, COVID has really uh, changed our lifestyles, especially yeah. for school and even everything mm-hmm. else outside of that as well. So if you guys had to pick one place that you could travel to, I know you guys just started school. <clears throat> but if there was no COVID right now, where would that one place be? Um, I would definitely go to Italy because that's where I was supposed to go this summer after finishing okay. undergrad um, and just like travel to a bunch of different areas like Amalfi Coast, um, Tuscany, and um, lots of different places. <laughs> <in it. laughs> yeah. uh, mine would be Korea. My, uh, my, best friend <laughs> my best friend Shelby and I were planning on going um, to Korea and then all of this 
happened. But yeah. I'm excited to go once everything over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I think we all. <laughs> Yeah, we all have travel plans. I have a lot of travel plans for February when I have my month off. So I'm hoping that the restrictions yeah. aren't there once February comes around. But I guess where, we'll, where do I want to go? I actually want to go to Europe. I've been wanting to go for a while. I, um, so I want to do like this 10 day trip from like starting in London, going to Paris and do, you know, the usual yeah. backpacking trip with a couple of my friends from podiatry school. Um, I've never oh. been. I've always done the layovers there when I go to India. Uh, and I've never like actually got out of the airport. So that's my goal um, from here on out is, is to make sure I get to do that. But we'll see how everything ends up. That's going. really but, cool. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a way to uh, end school. And right before residency starts, it'll be a fun transition just to get away yeah. and enjoy the time. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Well, thank you guys for uh, coming on and sharing your journey into the field of podiatry and how you got into NYCPM and you know, I wish you guys nothing but the best going forward. Any last words before we end this episode? Um, well, thank you for having us. Um, this was really great. Um, my only thing would be anyone who has questions or wants to know us better, like we are more than happy to help in terms of like applications or mm -hmm. personal statements or interview questions or tips. Um, just DM either one of us and we can try to help you in whatever way we can because that's what we're here for and that's what we love to see in terms of like engagement with mm -hmm. our blogs. So yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. I know you guys are uh, big on uh, social media, especially on Instagram. So when I put the picture up for you guys on our Instagram page, I'll also tag your uh, handles on Instagram so that we get we get you guys more followers and that more people are aware of uh, what first-year students at NYCPM are doing. So thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Uh, hope you guys take away something from this episode as well, too. And follow us on Instagram at SoulPurpose20 and listen to us on Spotify or Apple, Pod Apple Podcasts as well, too. Talk to you guys soon. See ya.